Hey friend, are you tired of constantly feeling like you're in figure it out mode or trying to solve problems and putting out fires and just adjusting to all that life throws at you? Do you crave consistency and lack of change or <laughs> just a moment of peace or comfort? Well, I get it. And my personality craves consistency, stability, and having a plan. I love to feel in control and change is exhausting because I'm a processor. Where others can just kind of blow with the wind and are naturally super flexible. Some personalities, like me, I'm going to raise my hand over here. We have to process through that change a little deeper and a little slower. Well, yeah, I'm that girl. So I don't know where you're at, but either way, I just want you to know this conversation is going to be amazing. It's going to be for you. And I think you're really going to be blessed by it. I'm always coming from a place of humility and speaking from my heart and experience. Because here's the thing. One thing is certain in this life, and that is change is inevitable. The only thing that is constant is change, as the quote goes, and it's pretty darn true. Change is a part of life. It doesn't necessarily make it easier, but I've learned and I'm learning to embrace living in a place of, quote, figure it out mode, because this is reality, and there's actually so much good to glean from this space. So today, let's talk about how you can find purpose and feel empowered as you stay on your toes with the ebbs and flows in your business, the seasons of life, as you keep up with the growth of your children and manage the unexpected circumstances that come your way. At any given time, there's going to be something that you're going to need to figure out fresh. So let's talk about eight reasons why figure it out mode is a blessing. Before we get started, I need your help on my figure it out journey with this podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and listen to that. I want you to know about the shift and the pivot that is happening with this podcast. And I'm really excited about it because um, I really am going to be able to just connect with you in a better way. I want to have more dialogue with you where I'm more responding to you and talking with you rather than just sharing what's only on my heart. I want to create a deeper sense of trust and build more community and connection in your heart with these conversation-fueled experiences on the episodes. I want to steward this podcast well and more intentionally connect with you and know what you need more specifically. So all of that to say, let me know what you need, where you're going through, what are your struggles, where are you at with your faith, what are you trying to figure out with your marriage, your home, your business, as you balance everything, what are you struggling with, what questions do you have, let me know, and I would love to process that through with you on the podcast. And all you need to do is go to the website, nourishingmichelle.com, respond to the pop-up, and ask me your question, or even better, just send me a voice note. You can send me a speak pipe. It's so awesome. I would love to hear your voice and also give you a voice and feature you on the podcast. So do me a favor, help me to figure out how I can best serve you and let me know what you need in this way. Let me start out today by reading a quick review. This is from Kirk School for Girls Mom, and she said, just what I needed. I'm so grateful to have found Michelle's podcast. We were having a particularly rough week of homeschooling, and her podcast just spoke life and hope into my heart. I often feel alone as an entrepreneur and homeschooling mom. It helps to know there are other people in the trenches alongside me. Gosh, I love that. And that is the whole purpose of this podcast is I don't want you to feel alone. I want to be there for you. And even more specifically, 
uh, like this mama that wrote in. First of all, thank you so much for your kind words and for the review and for the feedback. If you haven't left a review and you've listened to an episode and been blessed in any way, please do that now. Pause this episode, scroll down, leave a written review and rate it. But just know that like these are the moments and these are the times that you can reach out specifically and say, hey, I feel alone. I'm trying to juggle business and homeschool. And this is specifically what I'm trying to work through. Do you have any thoughts? And we can process that through together on a weekly episode. So let me know what you need. But first, let's get into today's conversation and learn eight tips and eight reasons why being in the midst of change and in figure it out mode is a blessing. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey mama, I'll never forget when I became a mom for the very first time. It was crazy and hard and not what I expected. For me personally, I wanted to have a natural birth. So my whole energy and effort and preparation was like just getting through delivery. I thought once I deliver this baby, I'll have it all figured out. It's just going to be smooth sailing. My mommy instincts will kick in and I'll just know what to do. And as you can imagine, as you probably already know, I was so wrong in that. I was totally unprepared. I felt lost and confused and lonely and frustrated. And my postpartum just wasn't as smooth as I thought it would be. And there were so many opinions and voices of others in my life. I just was like, this is so hard. And that whole first year, I remember just trying to figure things out. It's like, how can a little baby feel so complicated? It's like all they need to do is eat and sleep and, you know, nurse and and be cuddled and played with. Like it seems so simple, but it felt so complicated. And I did pretty quickly after that like six week postpartum mark, I did settle into a good groove, but I still struggled a little bit that whole first year because I just was always trying to figure things out. It was like as soon as I thought that I had a groove, as soon as I was like, oh, I've got this little child figured out. I've got a rhythm. I kind of know the nap time and know what he needs and and how to do this thing. Everything would change again. A tooth would come through. He'd hit a milestone. He'd start crawling or walking or something would happen. And it was just like back to square one. I know you understand that so much. But here's the thing is that the first year of a child's life, it is so special. This is the time where as moms, we want to stay home. It's like we don't want to miss out all that is happening, all the beautiful change. They have so much 
uh, growth and so many milestones. It's really beautiful and it's exciting and it's memorable, but it's also exhausting and can be frustrating. But just like anything, we get to choose how we look at it and what we focus on. Life can feel a lot like having a newborn. You try to anticipate the next milestone or the next step the best that you can, but there's just no guarantee as to how or when it's going to happen. We're constantly just trying to figure things out and it can be exhausting and painful at times, or we can embrace it and find beauty in the never ending seasons of change in really all areas of life. It's so true of, of business. I think of the quote by Marie Forleo. She says, everything is figure outable. And it is so true. If you are in business in any capacity, if you're in entrepreneurship, if you're doing anything, uh, any project, any endeavor, anything new, you are constantly figuring things out. There is no perfect blueprint. You have to learn what works, what doesn't work, and all the in-between. Think about how it is with our kids. Our kids are always growing and changing, and it's way past the newborn stage. We're always going to be figuring them out. I know for me personally, I've got some preteens in the mix, and so now it's not just like, all right, we're hitting these like growth milestones. It's like emotional milestones. Like, how do I connect with this kid with their attitudes, their emotions, their thoughts, their feelings, all these things? There is just this continual journey of learning each other, learning how this works and growing. Um, I think about figuring things out in a huge way when it comes to homeschool because I'm a homeschool mama. So this has really taught me to be in a constant place of figure it out mode. It's funny when moms ask me for advice or refer to me as like a homeschool pro or an expert. I'm just like, wait, hold up a minute. Absolutely not. Like that is not how this works. Homeschool. It is constantly in a place of figure it out because each child is so unique. They have different needs. They learn differently. There's different seasons of life. And it's always like, man, what works for us now in this season? And always looking at the family as a whole with that bigger vision in mind. So there's constantly this openness and this space of growing and adjusting and being flexible and figuring things out when it comes to their schooling. Because I'm not just sending them somewhere and they're telling me what to do. Like I'm responsible to figure this out and what is going to be best for this child in this season. And that, like everything, is always changing. So that's one aspect too. Think about health. Health is such a journey. It has so many layers. And if you're dealing with some health things, I feel like there's not a lot of moms I know that aren't wrestling with some kind of autoimmune-ish symptoms or have children that are working through some food sensitivities or allergies. I mean, these are crazy things that we have to navigate new in our generation. And this is a journey. This is a process of figuring things out. We understand that very well. Also, what about relationships? Relationships are changing and transforming too. For those people in your life that you prioritize, you've got to learn to figure them out and to love them better or connect with them in new ways if you want that relationship to flourish. Especially in marriage, you've always got to be working at it. You never want to stop growing and loving your spouse well and adjusting. We'll talk more about that later. But another area, huge area, is your faith. 
Your relationship with Jesus is a journey too. And it's not so much about striving to figure him out. It's more in the surrender and the trust of just letting him love you and letting him lead your life, even when it doesn't make sense. But this is truly a journey. This is this feeling of, wow, I don't have the answers. And in this capacity, I don't have to have all the answers. I just need to trust and know that there's purpose in this place of not knowing. So I could go on and on, but as you see, and as you've already, I'm sure, connected some era of your life where you are in change, in transition, trying to figure things out, this is normal. This is part of the process. So if you want to keep growing, you've got to be willing to continually figure things out. There is one common denominator that will keep you grounded and rooted. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about the power of living in what I call, quote, (laughs) figure it out mode. This way you can stop putting your energy towards resisting change and feeling beat up by life but rather embrace the reality that change is necessary and beautiful when we can walk in deeper purpose and thrive in the midst, really finding our peace, our stability from within. And I just want to say up front, I've been through many changes and many major transitions in my life. I mean, I just think about the process of having kids five times of being pregnant and breastfeeding and having the newborn and all the the states we've lived in and the 11 moves and my husband being an entrepreneur and all the different things we've done. I mean, we've had a lot of major changes in our life and each thing has been so different. But today in this conversation, I want to focus a little bit more on everyday uncertainties that we have to navigate in our day-to-day life. Anybody, no matter what you're going through, no matter how small or how big, you will benefit from this conversation. But the reason I say that is because if you're personally going through something major, maybe you've just lost somebody that you love, or you're going through a traumatic experience or a family crisis or a huge life transition or something that's just been flat out devastating to you. I just want you to know up front, like that it matters and how you feel matters. And I want you to give yourself the space and the grace to grieve. And nothing in this conversation is meant to trigger or minimalize any of your pain. So just open up your heart and simply receive the love of the Heavenly Father in something, Lord willing, that is spoken to you today. But this is not to rationalize your pain in any way. Does that make sense? So just give grace to yourself and let the Lord love you in some way through this conversation. But know that if you're going through something major, hey, God sees and he knows and how you feel matters. Because we understand that at any given time, there's going to be something that you are going to need to figure out fresh. Let's go over eight reasons why figure it out mode can be a blessing so that you can connect with your life transitions with greater purpose. So I really encourage you to pull out a pen and paper to jot these eight points down so that you can go back and just kind of review and reflect on them after this conversation because we're just going to we're just going to roll with it. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is that the beauty of being in figure it out mode or going through change is that you are forced to try new things and pursue uncomfortable growth. I think specifically about business in this way. 
we know that in entrepreneurship particularly, it's important to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This is essential for progress, for growth. And you know what? It cultivates courage. It doesn't only facilitate growth. And you will try things that you wouldn't pursue otherwise, but as a result, you're going to become someone that you wouldn't become otherwise. So it's really a beautiful thing. And figure it out mode, it gives new experiences and lots of personal growth will follow. So that is the first way that this is a beautiful thing. Number two, in change with all the breakups of life, you're not able to fully get stuck or complacent. And this is a good thing because culture, it's always swaying us to be constantly distracted, to numb ourselves out from hard things, or maybe just to comfort ourselves with temporary things. When I think about that, I think about like food and social media, just the way we like want to cope or try not to fully cope with change well because of these things. You grow through what you go through. We know that. And change, it keeps us awake and on our toes. And I just want to encourage you up front because the Lord has been challenging me in my heart in this way is to go to God and cope with him. Don't run to the cookies. Don't run to social media. Don't run to Netflix. Don't run to anything else. Cope with the Lord first and run to him first and let it be the thing that keeps you alert and awake and on your toes mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Change will definitely break through the boredom and keep us out of feeling stuck or complacent. I think about a pond, how it sits there and it's stagnant and it grows algae, right? Gross. But let the waters of change in your life keep you alert and fresh like a flowing stream. You must actively fight for the dreams that God puts in your heart and for the relationships in your life. This is a fact. I think about marriage. I mean, marriage is always work. You can go through your week and be ships passing in the night. It's so easy to coexist. It's so easy to just be stuck in a marriage that's like, hey, we just live together, but we're not really loving each other well. And it's so important to stay healthy and always work at your marriage and not let things grow stagnant or complacent. This is why date night is so awesome because you go through the week and you're busy and you're going and you're kind of in this like groove. But then when you go on a date, it breaks everything up and you just get to reconnect with your spouse in a whole new way and just have fun together and just shake up and spice up that relationship. So definitely schedule that date night in. All right. So number two was change is awesome because you don't get stuck or complacent. Number three, when you are in a place of figuring things out, you get to learn more about yourself and gain clarity. There's a quote that says, in the waves of change, we find our true direction. These are the moments, these moments of change, these uncomfortable places that you get to dig deep and discover what works for you. What's not working? What do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? What gives you life or drains your energy? And on and on. You get to figure these things out. And these are valuable for your life. And I just want to remind you also that clarity comes by taking action. When you're in a transition, just take the next step. And as you move forward slowly, you'll get more clarity. 
but this is just part of the journey. So keep going, keep growing, keep flowing. Don't get stuck or stagnant, but understand that in that shake up, in the waves of the change and the flowing of this stream, you're going to find your direction and you can keep going that way. Number four, this is the middle point. And I'm just going to say upfront, like this is to me, one of the main points, because this is so important to my heart. And I really want you to hear this moms. The number four point is that you get to empower your family for the future. One of the reasons that I homeschool, it's not to spoon feed my kids in education, but it's to raise them to be strong, independent problem solvers who aren't afraid to work through challenges and figure things out. They need these skills for life and homeschool happens to provide a great opportunity for them to practice. Even if you don't homeschool, simply doing homework with your kids, it's amazing for this purpose. Think about math. I'm always like, I feel like math is like the best teacher for everybody because it takes so much patience. So it's like agonizing in one aspect, but at the same time, it's like, all right, we get to be problem solvers. We have a lesson. We have the information. We have a problem. We've got to find the solution and you have to work through that because I homeschool the kids. So I have the answer key. I have the solution book. We look at that sometimes as a support. We're like, okay, we have the problem. We actually know the answer. Let's work and go backwards. And then let's move work forwards. And let's figure out this in between. How are we doing this? Why are we doing this? We have to constantly figure things out and be problem solvers. I want my kids to have that instilled into them because I know how important that is because this is life. This is going to prepare them for real life. Moms, you don't have to constantly shield your kids from uncomfortable experiences, from challenging transitions, from hard emotions or the injustices of life. Use these moments as opportunities to just take them by the hand and walk with them so that you can prepare them for real life. They can learn to be problem solvers, solution-oriented little people, not little complainers. So push your kids to figure things out. Maybe ask more questions instead of always just giving the answers. More than anything, you can teach your kids to walk out their identity in the Lord as an overcomer. This is beautiful. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. It is a guarantee we are going to have challenges. We are going to have struggles. We are going to have trouble. But we can take heart because God has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. When he died on the cross and rose from the dead, he overcame the world. And his spirit lives in us. So we get to be overcomers and we get to teach our kids to walk and live as overcomers. We get to teach them to turn to Jesus and the changes of life and to figure things out with Holy Spirit. They are never alone and will find all that they need to stay rooted and experience peace and relationship with Jesus, regardless of the circumstances. So teach your kids to respond to change and problems and unknowns by first running to their heavenly father. This is how we overcome and how we get to teach our kids to be overcomers. Number five, this rolls right into the next point, is that in these places of change and figuring things out, we get to be more dependent on God. 
And this is one of the things that I've said to you guys so many times is that dependency is our superpower. It is a place of strength. Don't feel because you feel weak or small or dependent that it's little and it's not a good thing. It actually is a great thing because God gets to be greater in you. You're leaning on him more and more. When life is pressing you, it's an opportunity to look more like Jesus. We want to teach this to our kids and we want to live this out ourselves. We know the analogy. If you squeeze a lemon, well, you get lemon juice. If you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. If you squeeze an apple, you get apple juice. When life squeezes you, when life presses you, what comes out? Is it the fruit of the spirit or is it something else? And it's okay because these are just opportunities that we're like, hey, Lord, I am stressed. I am pressed and I need your help in my life. I am leaning on you. I'm depending on you. I need your spirit to just rule and reign in my heart. I need the fruit of the spirit. God, I need your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your self-control. Lord, come and fill me and meet me right where I'm at. Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm depending on you because I don't got it. This is a beautiful place. We get to be more dependent and we can give our worries and our cares to God because he cares about us. Just like it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, give your worries and your cares to the Lord because he does care about you. So just sit at his feet and allow yourself to be dependent on him and know that it's actually a place of power. Number six, in these ways, this keeps us humble, right? So one of the beautiful things about change and about having to figure things out is that it keeps us humble. The process of not knowing, it's a good thing. The Bible says, blessed is the poor in spirit. And I know there's so many times where we just feel poor in spirit. We're like, God, I don't know. I just need your help. I need you to show up. Please come and be with me. But just know that you're blessed in that place. And staying humble and looking like Jesus is okay. It is a good thing. There are endless verses in the Bible regarding pride and humility, but don't despise feeling little and humble when you're in transition or you're faced with a curveball or you're navigating change because this is really the grace of God in your life. Humility is a gift. You know, the, the dictionary defines humility as freedom from pride and arrogance, but it's so much more than that. And this is truly a whole nother conversation. There's so much biblically in regards to this, and I don't have all the answers, but I just want to submit to you a couple points. I want to tell you that biblical humility, it's grounded in the nature of God. Jesus described himself as meek and humble in heart in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29. He emphasized Christ's humility before humankind. This is who he came to serve and his submission before God. But what does humility look like? Just get to know Jesus and look at his life. He's our example of how we want to respond to life and how we want to look. So look at him because he described himself as meek and humble in heart. So we can look to him and know him. But one thing I do know is that humility does look like trust. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. These are the places where we don't have the answers. We're figuring things out and we don't have to have the answers. We just have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. That looks like humility. Humility is not only trust, it's fear of the Lord. 
in Proverbs 22, 4 says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. So use these times as an opportunity to reflect on the nature of God so that his character is greater than your circumstances. In this way, you can walk confidently and find purpose in the process. The point is, being in a place where you don't have all the answers, you don't have everything figured out, you don't have control, it keeps you teachable and humble, and this is a good thing. So I just want to encourage you to stay humble, allow these places in your life, these moments, whatever area it is that you're navigating change in, allow it to keep you humble. Allow it to help you trust the Lord deeper and really just be at the place of like, hey, Lord, I fear you and I trust you because you're bigger than my problems. I trust your character. Help me to look more like you, God. You know it all. Your ways are higher and I don't know, God. You're above and I'm beneath and I put you on the throne of my life continually. I exalt you on the throne of my life and I put you in charge and I release control. That is a blessing. Number seven, embrace the process spiritually. Everything physical is spiritual. So it's not just about navigating life and physically and practically dealing with all the change, but it's activating our faith in the process. In faith, the journey should always be in a place of figure it out mode, meaning that there's always more to discover and enjoy about the Lord. It should never get old or stay the same because as we see God, our lives are transformed in new ways. So if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and maybe you feel like you've kind of got God all figured out. Maybe you feel like you've got this Christianity thing down. I just want to encourage you to pause and just check your heart for religion. And I completely understand that because you know what? For me, I grew up in church my entire life went to a Christian school, youth group, Sunday school. I mean, I had the ultimate Christian experience. I had it all. And I kind of had gotten to a place, I didn't even know this, but I was pretty complacent. I kind of felt like I had tapped out on the the ceiling of the box of Christianity. I had kind of experienced it all, seen it all. I kind of had it figured out. And God last year, through the process of surrender and just obedience, he just broke through my box and has blown me away. And I'm seeing him in a whole new way with fresh eyes. And it is incredible and it is beautiful. And wherever you're at, I just want you to know that there's more. There's so much more of God to discover. And so for me, my process, especially this past year, has been a lot of unlearning, a lot of just learning things new and unlearning mindsets and ways that I was stuck in that really were laced with a ton of religion. And the purpose is just to really know him. I'm learning to really know him in deeper ways. And there's so much. I'll spend the rest of my life learning and knowing him and being in awe of his beauty. So if you feel bored in your faith in any way, just know, hey, ask the Lord, come break through my box, break into my world. I want to know you more. And I know that there is more. I found that figure it out, the journey, in my faith, it looks like surrender and it feels like letting go and deeper trust. I remember with my babies because they're each so different, so many personalities. I'm telling you, 
I learned that as soon as I stopped trying to control everything or even compare them to the last kid or do the, the things I did before, as soon as I stopped trying to do all of that and began really just trusting my motherly instincts and asking the Lord, I could then find a groove. It's so funny because like I said, I have five kids and they've all been super unique. They've each had their own challenges. No matter how many I've had, there is no place of having things figured out. Even my last, I mean, you would think, I thought by the time I had my fifth child, there are no surprises here. Like I've got this, I figured it out. It's going to be smooth sailing. She's just going to kind of roll into the family and I'll know what to do. And um, no, it was not like that at all. I cannot tell you everything. <laughs> she was my most challenging baby. It was so frustrating. It was so hard. I All the things I thought I knew was like, I didn't know. I did not know. There was no blueprint. There was no you know, manual for this child or for any of them. And I ended up really having to just rely on the Holy Spirit. And he guided me through the process of, okay, God, how do I connect with her? What do I do? How do I breastfeed? This girl, like, she is not easy. She is difficult. She has a way about her. She is strong. How do I look at her? How do I love her well? Like, I had to ask all these questions new and fresh again. And God guided me through that. And so in that same way as parents, as each season, each child is so different and unique, there is no manual book for life, but we do have God's word for life. That's it. And we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and to reveal Jesus to us. And knowing Jesus, he reveals the Father. And in this way, we can have peace and unity with him. This is eternal life, to know him, to know him. And through knowing God, that revelation we have of him, the relationship and the Holy Spirit's guidance, we can trust that we have all that we need for the unknowns of every day. You are always going to have to have to figure things out in life, to navigate hard transitions, to embrace change. But one common factor that's going to be the foundation for true power in the process, that's going to give you the joy on the journey. It can only come from knowing God and building your life upon that rock. We know that saying that the journey is the destination. And I truly believe that. We're so busy sometimes waiting for the next milestone. When I, when my kid gets to be a year, whew, I'm going to get sleep again. Or when my daughter gets married, I'm going to have more time or more freedom or wh whatever. When the kids get out of the house or when they get into school or we're always looking for the next milestone or the destination. But the journey is the destination. And if we know that, because it is true, what is the purpose of the journey? Well, I'm going to submit that the purpose of the journey is to find God, to know God, and to dwell with God. As I heard William Hinn recently say in a sermon, it's never about the destination or the promised land. It's about getting God's promise, his kingdom, into you. We are kingdom women. You're listening because you love the Lord and you're like, man, God, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I have all these dreams. I'm doing all these things, but what does that look like? I want to walk in your kingdom. I want to walk in your ways. Living in the kingdom right here and now is knowing that we get to know God on the journey. There's purpose in that journey and he, he's it. We don't get to choose the process, but we get to choose who we pursue. So pursue the Lord, pursue his presence. That is the thing that will keep you grounded and rooted and bring everything you need for the journey you will have because he's within you.
And number eight, follow the cloud. To add on to that, pursue God's presence above all else because he's with you and you have all that you need. As I said in the beginning, the only thing that is constant in this life is change. That's how the quote goes. But I want to encourage you to let God be your constant, the rock on which you stand so that you can withstand any change. God led his people into a wilderness, into a wasteland, but nothing was wasted. He had to bring them to a place of nothing so that he could see if they would make God everything. So where are you wandering in your life? Where are you in the middle? Where are you figuring things out? Where are you lost or discouraged or just stuck in a place of complacency or a place of change? What is it in your life? How can you make God everything? in what you're going through. I think in some senses, we're all constantly in the wilderness, moving from place to place, believing for growth and a bright future. We don't have to know it all, but we just need to know that we're following him. We need to know that his cloud is leading us. We need to trust him to be our daily bread. His word and promises will sustain us and take us from glory to glory. I know so many times in life, it feels like it's, you know how it is. It's like it's one thing after the next. It's challenge after challenge. It's struggle after struggle. It's obstacle after obstacle. It's one problem followed by the next trial. I remember, oh my gosh, there was a season where we were moving so much and it was driving me crazy. And my husband, he was just being silly and joking. And instead of calling it, what did he call it? He would alternate saying, he's like, this is a flex period. And then he would say, this is a transition. Like he had a couple words he would like alternate to make it sound like it was like new and exciting. And I was like, this all just like, like stinks so bad. It's how it felt. But instead of looking at these things, these uncomfortable places as like frustration to frustration, look at it as glory to glory. Because if God's in it, you better believe he's changing you and doing good things in and through you in the process. So it is glory to glory. And he is God in us. Your peace, your comfort, your stability, and the power in the face of obstacles and change, it's only going to come from the Lord. And that is an inner gift. That's the root. We don't have to fight to figure it all out as much as we should fight to surrender, to listen, to learn, to trust, to obey, and to just do whatever he says. In him, you will find all the answers and he lives within you. It is a beautiful thing to live in figure it out mode, but know that it's really just a place of deep faith and trust. As you move, there is an assurance that a good shepherd is guiding you, lovingly drawing you to himself and also correcting you too, the rod and the staff. Whatever it is in your life, it's all love. You can trust the Lord's leadership in your life, even when you don't have all the answers, even when you're in the in-between, even when you're figuring things out. Don't despise the journey. Make knowing Jesus the destination, and you will never get lost. So let's just pray into that today. Father God, I just thank you for the mom listening, Lord. You know her. You see her. You know the places in her heart or in her life that are just uprooted. They're just exposed. They're vulnerable. They feel hard. They feel challenging. She's trying to navigate change. She's maybe trying to deal with unwelcome circumstances. Lord, thank you that you're with her and you're in it. And Lord, I pray that above all, above all, God, 
that she would take this time, this journey of navigating the circumstances that she's in and let it be the fuel that pushes her to her knees, that pushes her to pursue you, Lord, because you are the destination, Lord. May she seek you first and know that you have all the answers, Lord, that knowing you is the journey. That's the purpose of it, that she would dwell with you and just feel the comfort of your love in everyday life and every circumstance, Lord. Lord, we know that it's hard. We know that it's not easy. But God, you're enough and we just trust you. We trust you at all times. We declare that today, Lord. Thank you for all the different ways that you work out your purposes in our life and you work all things for good in our life, God. Thank you for these sweet reminders. But above all, Lord, may we just make knowing you our number one priority. Because no matter where we're at, whether we're in a valley or on a mountaintop, Lord, if you're leading us, we're never going to get lost. And we're going to have all that we need. May the mom listening right now just rest in the assurance that you are with her, your love surrounds her, and that she is protected and cherished and has all that she needs for whatever she's going through, Lord. Would you just encourage her and lift up her head high and may she just see your goodness all around her in her life. Your goodness is your glory, Lord. Your goodness, the little things, may we not overlook it because your glory is all around, God. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, don't forget to send me a message. Let me know what you're trying to figure out in your life and maybe we can figure some things out and process through some things together. And if this episode encouraged you, if there was one little nugget of truth that sparked joy and peace in your heart, I'm so thankful. And I would ask that you would just go scroll right down and click five stars and rate this episode so that we can get this podcast into the hands of more people. Hey, you like mama so leave a review. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribe to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect.